Well, good morning. Welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. Uh, our birthdays and anniversaries this week, uh, Sarah Watowski has a birthday on the 26th. Are there any other birthdays this week? Any other anniversaries? All right, well, we will sing happy birthday to Sarah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Our next hymn's 378, 378. I am resolved. I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have learned my sight. Once again, uh, welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we ask you to continue to shine your mercy and your blessings upon us. Lord, we ask you to bless this hour together so that whatever is done and said here today would bring honor and glory to you. Lord, we lift up those who, for whatever reason, can't be here today. Lord, we just ask you to touch their hearts, give them peace, and let them understand that you are in control and still on your throne. Lord, we love you. We ask you to guide us through this in Jesus' name 
name I pray. Amen. Uh, announcements. Number one, if you read in the bulletin, uh, we'd like to welcome not only James and Terry, but uh, Darren and Christy uh, into our fellowship. Uh, they joined last week. Uh, this coming Sunday during the Sunday school hour, um, we will have a uh, missionary, and she will talk to us during the Sunday school hour on the 29th. Uh, starting early in September, I will meet with a nominating committee, and we will start putting together the nomination forms and volunteer sheets uh, for the ensuing year of 20, I guess it'll be 2022. Um, wow. Um, time flies. September the 2nd at 7 p.m., there will be a Lady Circle meeting. Um, in the fellowship hall? The seventh. the seventh, I'm sorry. The seventh. It's the seventh at seven. Um, September the twelfth is homecoming. Uh, is that gonna be covered dish? <laughs> okay, well we'll wait for a further announcement on that so we get a little bit closer. Um September the 13th through the 15th uh, is our revival and the Reverend Eugene Ushery will be bringing uh, the message. Uh, we still have our Lifeway Pregnancy Center. Uh, they're in need of uh, premium size 4. We have the Christian Literature uh, Mission going on. Also in the, um, in the foyer we have the uh, uh, food bank where you bring non-perishable items. Uh, are there any other announcements? Any others? Praises, prayer requests, updates. Um, the latest I heard on Carl um, was that he was uh, he hadn't responded to whatever they were doing in 24 hours, and so they're going to do a CAT scan. So uh, be in prayer about that. Um, think that's the latest I have. Are there any other updates? Any other additions to the prayer list? Um, she's a career, um, she's a writer. Mm -hmm. What, what's her name again? Okay. 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 Any other? Any praises? I I have a praise. Um, I know a lot of you aren't privy, but there was two people yesterday that were concerned about uh, being positive for COVID and they tested negative and they're with us today. 
Amen. Um, it, there's a lot of fear. A lot of fear being circulated and because it's getting closer and closer and affecting those we know. And so we need to be diligent in our prayers. We need to remember, and, and I'm going to talk about this a little later. We need to remember that uh, we don't have a spirit of fear in us. We don't. And so um, we'll get to that just a little later. Any other praises and prayer requests? Amen. Amen. Um, a praise and also a, a, a service, public service announcement. Uh, school starts back tomorrow. Be on the lookout for school buses and, and children. Um, some have already started, but for the most part, they'll start tomorrow. So I'm saying amen, school starts back summer. <laughs> I, I got one back there doing like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any other praises and prayer requests? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to lift up those on the prayer list. Lord, we ask you to, to wrap your arms around uh, the Lee family as they mourn the loss of, of Brother Toby. Lord, we ask you to lift up the Pites family as they mourn, uh, mourn the loss of Kathy, uh, our sister. Lord, we ask you to, to reach your arms around them. And also, Lord, uh, we ask you to be with our military, those in harm's way. Lord, we ask you to be with the Christians in Afghanistan, and not only the Christians in Afghanistan, but our fellow citizens in Afghanistan. Lord, we ask you to, uh, to keep them safe, to allow them to exit that country and return home to their homeland. Lord, we love you, and we know that you're in control of all this. We know that everything works for your glory, Lord. Even though we don't always understand or we don't see it. Lord, I ask you to bless this time together. Lord, may the words that are spoken here today bring comfort, bring reassurance, and touch the hearts that need to be touched. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our offertory hymn is 425. 425. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus, he is a friend that's well known. 
such a friend or brother, tell it to Jesus alone. Do you fear the gathering clouds of sorrow? Tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. Are you anxious, watching in tomorrow? Tell it to Jesus alone. Tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. person to the prayer list. Uh, add David Melton. Um, David has uh, pancreatic cancer. Uh, so you will add him to the prayer list. If you have your Bibles, we're going to start in Genesis. We're going to do a little traveling and then I'm going to get to the service. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and called the darkness night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be ferment in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters and God made the ferment and divided the waters which were under the ferment and, uh, from the waters which were above and it was so and God called the ferment heaven and he called uh, and the evening and the morning was the second day and God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. 
And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters God called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is it uh, is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the ferment of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs uh, for the seasons and for the days and years. And let there be uh, for lights in the ferment of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the, great, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and it was the evening of the fourth day. And God, and God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of our heaven. And God created great whales of every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind and God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth and the evening and the morning were the fifth day and God said let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind cattle and creeping things beasts of the earth after his kind and it was so and God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and God saw that it was good and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God created man in his own image and the image of God created him male and female created he them let's pray Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for you giving us the creation as you called it, as you spoke it. Lord, may we never forget that you are the creator of all things. Lord, we love you. I ask you to open your word up to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's turn to Job chapter 38. While you're getting there, we're living in a time of fear. People are afraid. They're afraid of pandemics. They're afraid of crowds. They're afraid of our government. They're afraid, period. Why are we afraid, especially us Christians? We have no reason to fear. We live in the palm of God Almighty. He did not give us a spirit of fear. 
And we have people running around this world wanting to know how this was done and how that was done. And I'm going to bring an answer to this. My whole point of this sermon is we have no reason to fear. God has a plan for each one of us. He made us in his image before the foundation of the world. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows our name. And he put us here for a purpose. And that purpose was to have a relationship with him and do his will, not ours. The biggest thing and misunderstanding we have going on today is free will. People think God gave us our free will. Well, he did. But we never take into consideration his free will. His free will. What does he tell us? His thoughts are not our thoughts. His plans are not our plans. We can't imagine what he's thinking. Yet here we do on a daily basis in today's society try to pigeonhole God and put him in a box. Oh, this pandemic is so terrible. Yes, it is terrible. Yes, people are dying. And they've been dying since the beginning of time because of pandemics. Do we quit? Did, did, did the world quit spinning? Did people quit farming? Did people quit eating, living, marrying, making babies? Dying. None of that stopped our world. Why is it freezing us today? Yes, we live in a time when we have information at our fingertips. And yet, we listen to them rather than him. And I'm not chastising us. I'm just saying, at some point in time, we have to decide. Are we going to be in this world or are we going to be of this world? And there's a difference. There's a big difference. And so, yes, we should be concerned. Yes, we should take precaution. He gave us a mind. He gave us wisdom. He did not give us fear. You know what I found out about fear a long time ago when I was in basic training? Fear will freeze you. And you know what happens when, you, what happens when you're froze? You get left behind. You're not going forward and you're not going backwards. You're stuck in one spot. You can't decide whether to go forward, whether to go backwards, whether to go right or left. You're scared to death and paralyzed. And then you become an easy target. Once you're frozen, you're susceptible to all the things around your environment. The noise in your left ear and right ear. The people and crowds and situations crushing you from the left and the right and the front and the back. Too scared to make a step. Too scared to take a step back. Too scared. And the Lord is starting to talk and answer Job. Job has been on a he's been on a tear. He's been through it. We know the story. And he is questioning God. And God answers him. And Job don't like it. He don't want to discuss it. So we're going to start in verse in chapter 
38 verse 1 of the book of Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darketh the counsel by words without knowledge? Without knowledge. Gird up thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Think about this. The creator of the universe has told this man, all right, I hear you. Now I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer me. Prepare yourself. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were we when God laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. He didn't ask him. He said, do you understand? Declare to me where you were at and do you have the understanding of what I was doing when I formed the heavens and the earth? When I spoke it into existence. This is the God we serve. This is the God who called us to relationship with him. And we have a spirit of fear running rampant in our country today and in the church. Where was thou when I laid the foundations? Who hath laid, in verse 5, who hath laid the measures thereof if thou knowest or who hath stretched the line upon it? Who measured the earth? Who put out the chalk lines and, 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 and the mason lines so that everything would be divided perfectly, set at the proper angle so life would thrive, so that the moon was placed at a certain angle to control the seas, so the sun was at a certain distance not to burn the earth, so that the atmosphere around the earth would be conducive for human habitation, that the trees would expel oxygen and the humans and the mammals would intake oxygen and expel carbon dioxide for the trees. Job, where were you at? Do you have understanding of this? When I made man, where were you at when I formed the eyeball? Where were you at when I placed the brain in the skull? Do you have understanding? Do you have wisdom of what I was doing? Wherefore, or whereupon, are the foundations that are fastened? Not only this, what holds the earth in its orbit around the great light? What does that? Where's the cornerstone? You can't build a building without starting on a corner. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, oh, who shut up the sea? Who divided the land? Who placed the animals and the birds and the inhabitants and the fish on this planet? Why are you afraid? have this. Who are you to question me? My plan is perfect. It's 
what he's telling Job. My plan is perfect. Go here to verse 18. He said, Hast thou perceived the breadth of the earth? Declare it thou knowest it all. If you know it, tell me. This is God talking to Job. We have this written down because he's talking to us. We don't have to understand everything. We don't have to have the answers for everything. We know the author of the questions. We know the deliverer of the answers. He is our God. He is our Savior. Why are we afraid? Afraid of what? He tells us in his word, no man can take you from my father's hand. No man. I'm going to step out on a limb here. No one is going to leave this earth until they have accomplished the mission that God has set them here to do. That's why we have folks that are hundred and some years old. That's why we have folks that leave here early. They had done what God called them to do. Who are we? Who are we to question, like Job, who are we to question God Almighty? Apply that to today. If you feel comfortable getting the vaccine, by all means get it. If you don't, don't. Let you, your doctor, and the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't you dare, either group, look at the other with contempt. We're to love our brothers and sisters as ourselves. If you decide to wear a mask, that's your decision. If you decide not to, that's your decision. God is protecting you and me. The same spirit that saved you saved me. Whether I take the vaccine or not take the vaccine, whether I wear a mask or not wear a mask, the creator of the universe's son died on the cross for me and for you. He instilled the spirit in me and in you. Not a different spirit. The Holy Spirit. The same spirit. The same spirit that he gave to Peter and Paul and John and Luke. We have no right to look upon each other. What we have a right to do is to love our neighbors and help them come along. If our neighbors are living in fear, then it's our job to help console them. It's our job to help put them at peace. The book is replete, replete with how we do that. I'm going to reiterate in a different way. Go to 1 John. I'm going to go to John chapter 1, excuse me. The Gospel of John chapter 1.
Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's John the Baptist. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men uh, through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That light was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Listen to this. John is explaining who all was in the beginning in the creation. When God said, let there be light, guess who was there? The Son and the Holy Spirit. When God said, let the fish be the Son and the Holy Spirit were there. Nothing was created without them. All three of them were there. We are made in the image of them. We have three essences. God has the Father, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have the body, mind, and soul. Isn't that amazing? Ain't that amazing? We were made in their image. If we're made in their image, why are we afraid? If I'm made in the image of God, I have no reason to fear. Because you're made in the image of God also. I'm to love you as I love myself. That's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do. Because our number one thing that we inherited from our fallen ancestors is self-preservation. And Jesus is telling us, love your neighbor first. If you're doing my will, I will protect you. Now, have we not been told that we're going to be persecuted for my name's sake? Have we not been told that? Did he not tell us? It hasn't got hard on us yet. It's starting. It's starting. Wait until you refuse to take the mandated vaccination on religious grounds. They're going to try to corral you up and shove you off to an internment camp. Watch. Mark my word. They're going to repatriate you and redoctrinate you and they're going to try to force you to denounce Jesus Christ. And it looks like it's coming sooner than later. We thought we would never see it in our lifetimes. This is not a political sermon. This is a, real a reality sermon. If we've been asleep at the wheel, we haven't noticed the things that's going on around us. Rumors of war. Pestilence. Famines. You got an earthquake that just hit Haiti. And on top of the earthquake, right behind it, come a hurricane. We have a hurricane fixing 
to hit the northeast of this country. We have people dying because of a severe drought. Food shortages are going to run because our over half of our country are in a more than severe drought. The two largest reservoirs in the western part of the United States are at their lowest point in history. It's not global warming. It's prophecy played out before our eyes. Do I know when Jesus is coming? Nope. Am I ready? Yes. Are you? Are you ready? Are you looking to the east every morning? You know, he said he's going to come like a thief in the night. There'll be people waiting, and he'll take one and leave one. He is describing the rapture. It's coming. Do I know when? No. I just know this. It ain't going to be as long as it has been. It's not going to be as long as it has been. Things are terrible. Things are terrible. Guess who's already opened up an embassy in Afghanistan? China. What does the Bible refer to as China? The yellow country. Guess who's pushing from the north? Gog and Magog. War is going to break out over there soon. And there's a valley over there that's going to be chest deep in blood. When? I don't know. This pandemic that we're in, have you ever in your life thought that you would be required to show your medical history to be able to buy a loaf of bread? To travel? It's coming. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Excuse me, Second Timothy chapter 1. Verse 5. Right back at verse 4. Gratefully desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Therefore I put thee in remembrance that thou still, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Why are we afraid? 
Let me explain this. Maybe this will help. The absolute worst thing that can happen to me is I die. Now, I don't want to do that for several reasons. Number one, I like life. Number two, I don't want my family to mourn for me. But if I die or I am killed in the service of God or if I die absent from the body, present with the Lord. Look at it like this. I win. I win. And I will spend eternity with my Lord and Savior. Why are we afraid? God gave us a spirit to fight. Have you ever tried to hold your breath? You know, when you were a little kid, get angry? I'll show you. I'm just going to hold my breath and die. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can try. You can get a headache. You can get red in the face. But you're not going to die. You can't do it. Why is that? Whenever somebody... When I was playing football... Now I'm going to tell you, I, I can take a lot of things. You can pile on me, all that's good. But you get my head where my head won't move, I'm coming out of there. I can't stand it. I will stand up and be just as freaked out as the next guy. That's because God has given me a will to fight. To fight for my life. To fight to be able to move. That's why I could never be a minor. Couldn't do it. If I can't stand up, I ain't going. God has given us a spirit to fight, not a spirit of fear. It says right here, He gave us a power. Not a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Listen. Do your due diligence. Worship the Lord. Do your research. Pray. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in this. There is no need to quit living because of this pandemic. There's none. We grew up, I grew up with people that had polio when I was in school. You know what? They played ball just as hard as we did. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. They didn't quit living life. They made the best of what they had. Do we realize how blessed we are? We live in the most, at this point, and I use the term lightly, secured nation in the world. You can pretty much wake up, get in your car, and drive to wherever you want to go. You can pretty much go into any store you want to go into and get what you want. Is there anybody here that's living in a tent? A cardboard box? God has blessed us with a roof over our heads. Most of us have air conditioning and heat. We have clean clothes. We have running water. We have indoor sanitary facilities. We have food in our refrigerators and freezers. 
We have clothes on our back. Gas in our cars. Jobs to go to. To make a living. Look what He's doing for us. Why should we fear? Why should we fear? God saved us for His purpose, His glory, and His free will. Period. He didn't save us to be chickens and cowards. He saved us to be ambassadors to the world. He saved us to be presenters of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He saved us to love not only one another in here, but out there. That's what he saved us for. Now is our time. Now is our time. If you're afraid, come see me. I will pray with you. I will do everything I can to give you confidence to face the world. But the only person who can truly give you the confidence that you need to live your life without fear is Jesus Christ. We've been talking on Wednesday night about faith. Jesus has already told his disciples, oh ye of little faith. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you have no reason to fear. None. Nothing is going to befall you unless it is for the glory of God. You know, I started out reading in Genesis and what, then I moved to Job. How did Job get in the predicament he was in? What happened? How did he wind up there? Who gave Satan permission to test Job? God did. Well, have you considered my servant Job? Job did not curse God, but he questioned him. Questioned him to the point to where he got a response. If we have fear, maybe we need to question God to the point to where we get a response. Why are you afraid? Look what I'm doing for you. We need to quit seeing this world through the lens of our local politicians and news media. We need to see this world through the lens of a Christian worldview based on the Word of God. That's what we need to view the world in. When we look through those glasses, it's a completely different picture. You know, it's like that old country song. You should have seen it in color. Well, we're living it in color, real time. We ought to be praising God on the corners. I got chills. We're closer now than the world has ever been to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And tomorrow we'll even be closer if He doesn't come in the morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the question. Are you ready? Or are you one of the ones that has to run back and get more oil for your oil lamp and miss it? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. 
Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to let none of us depart this building in fear. Lord, I pray that, that we face this thing that's before us. Live our lives knowing that our days are numbered and with you. And no one, no one can shorten those days but you, Lord. No one can add to those days but you. Lord, I love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Four thirteen, four hundred and thirteen.